Hello and welcome. My name is Alonda Carter and I am the Recovering Hunbot. And this is Season 1, Episode 1 of Hey Hun, You Woke Up. Today, my guest is Roberta Blevins, and she was in three different multi-level marketing companies, multi-level marketing or MLM. She's most known for LuLaRoe, and you may have seen her on the Vice documentary. Now, before we get started, I'm just going to warn you that some of the audio might be a bit weird because we were having connectivity issues when we were having a chat, but let's go ahead and welcome Roberta. It's not. It wasn't. I should have learned the first time, actually. Um, back in, I want to say, oh gosh, my father passed away in 2013. And so I want to say it was either 2014 or 2015 that um, my cousin got really kind of into It Works. And she was like, oh my gosh, this is the best stuff. And I'd heard about it before when I was getting married. I got hit up all the time. And I was like, go away. I don't want your magic wraps. Like, I'm not into it. And you know, back then I was like, there's no way I would ever join something like that. But the vulnerability of losing my father changed something in me. And I became a lot more vulnerable to those type of scams, just more susceptible, you know. And the thing with MLMs, especially when they're trying to recruit you, they use these buzzwords like, you know, don't you want to be, uh, you know, don't you want to help your husband? Don't you want to contribute to the family? My daughter was like two years old. It's like, don't you want to be able to go back to work? But you can't because you have this daughter and, you know, childcare is so expensive. They could work from home. And I was a hairstylist. I'm still a hairstylist, but I was doing hair. And I thought, you know what? If I could do something on the times when I'm not doing hair, I could bring in a little extra money. Let's see. I think I was with It Works for like, I don't know, three months. And I very, very quickly realize that like do this I can't cold message people I can't randomly be like hey you look fat want some like I couldn't do that like I just felt like that was really predatory it was not my bag at all I thought this is just not cool um I got a 1099 at the end of the year I think I made about seven hundred dollars uh, which really wasn't that much. And it was, I mean, even for three months of work, 700 bucks is nothing. And it was mostly my mom and like my family and my really close friends buying things. And that's just not a sustainable business model. Like my mom had enough green powder and wraps and vitamins. I think she still has it. And it was like five or six years ago, maybe even longer than that. And, you know, it's not sustainable. And I very quickly realized this is not sustainable. This is a nightmare. I, I think I did one craft fair and I actually am a crafter. So I had one half of my craft booth was like actual crafts I had made. And then the other half was like samples just in case you wanted to try and buy. Um, and I felt pathetic. I, I was embarrassed for myself. Um, it was not a great thing. I didn't sell any MLM stuff. I sold a ton of crafts, but I didn't sell any MLM stuff. That should have been the first like red flag, like, Hey, people want the stuff you made more than this crap you're hawking. Like maybe you should quit. Um, I did one craft fair and then I did one like holiday shopping bazaar, um, at a bar and it was, we had, were set up right by the bathroom. So people would walk by, but no one really bought anything. I ended up spending more money because I stupidly had never been part of an MLM, uh, like holiday bazaar. So I went around to all the tables and introduced myself and 
you know, then for the next four or five months, I was getting phone calls from all the people I had met. Do you want to have a bag party? Do you want to have a book party? Do you want to have an oil party? Do you want to have a jewelry party? Do you want to have this? I had so many parties, nail parties and all these things because I thought if I support them, they'll support me. Um, and I supported them and they did not support me. And then I was like, well, this is not great. Uh, and I thought I'm done with this MLM thing. Like this is ridiculous. I didn't know they were called MLMs. I didn't know they were called German schemes. I didn't know anything about it. I just knew that my personality, my skill set was not good for it works. And I thought, you know what? These vitamins are okay, but like they're not better than what I can get at Rite Aid. And why am I paying all this? And it just, it felt icky. And I was like, I don't want to do this. And I quit. And it wasn't until like two years later that I heard of Lou LaRoe. And very quickly I said, you know, I'm going to go down this MLM checklist from what I experienced with It Works. Uh, you know, It Works costs like $99 to join. Why couldn't anybody else join? It's very simple to join. Um, at that price point, everybody and their mom can join. And that's the whole point. Like that's literally the point of MLM. That's how it works you have to have the failures for the company to actually sustain itself. Um, and so the low buy-in that, that, that they, that LuLaRoe didn't have seemed like a positive for me. Like, okay, well not a lot of people are just going to kidnap for five grand. Like that's a lot. So that seems like a check and positive for me. Um, you were able to make decent money without building a team. That was another thing. Like, I don't want to build a team. I don't want to have to hound people. I don't want to have to make things up to get people to sign on the line. I don't want to have to tell people anything I need to tell them to get them to join. Like I wanted people to organically come to me and say, Hey, I like what you're doing. I want to do it too. And that actually did happen with Laura. I never, ever had to recruit anybody. I got in early enough that everybody wanted to join and they were coming to me and it works. It was not like that. And it works. It was like, please join, please, please. I need that bonus check. I think my highest bonus check, I think I had three people underneath me or something and it works. And I think my highest bonus check was like, I don't know, 40 bucks. And I was like, Whoa, $40 is amazing. Um, <laughs> so like those sort of red flags in MLM, I didn't see that with LuLaRoe. I don't know if I was just in a more vulnerable state when I joined LuLaRoe or that I felt like I could sell clothing better than I could sell weight loss supplements or what, but I thought, you know what, I'm going to give this a try. How many, people, how many people were in LuLaRoe when you joined? I was, you know what, when you talk about LuLaRoe and numbers, you're never going to get the right answer ever. The, the Lula math is just all over the board. Like they're worse at math than me and I get the answer wrong with the calculator. <laughs> so um, I'm going to say, I know that I was one of the first 10,000, but I don't know if I was one of the first 8,000 or one of the first 9,000, you know, but I was one of the first 10,000. There were not 10,000 people uh, when I signed up. In fact, there wasn't even a queue when uh, I first started looking into signing up because people, my, my coach was like, well, if you sign up today, they're going to call you in like three days and you're going to get your stuff by the end of the week. And so that was very daunting to me. I was like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. So it took me a couple weeks to get the paper in because I wanted to make sure that I had I had borrowed a room at my mom's house, like this office she wasn't using. And I cleared it all out. We painted it. 
LuLaRoe colors and, and we had bought the racks and bought everything all ready to go. And I was told and that I was going to be getting a call within a couple of days of submitting that paperwork. And so I just sort of waited because personally I wasn't ready. And when, oh, well now there's a wait list. Okay. So, I mean, I've heard of the queue, but since I've never been in LuLaRoe. I was like, how could that happen in like two weeks? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, you, I'm sorry you you froze on me again. Um, oh, it keeps sorry. it keeps freezing. Uh, so it's okay. It's like I don't know why. Um, okay, explain the queue process because I have no idea how that works. Okay, so the queue process was. LuLaRoe, because you don't have like a, a website or anything like that, when you join LuLaRoe, <clears throat> excuse me, when you join LuLaRoe, you get your inventory within a few days of joining. And so you need to, they needed to have enough inventory to send. And the problem was, and this is when I think everything sort of started to unravel, they started ordering mass amounts of product because the line to join was getting longer and longer and longer and longer and longer. And they could not sustain their customers that they already had, plus all these people that were joining. And so they started ordering a ton and a ton and a ton and a ton. And then they didn't have the warehouse space for all the clothes they were ordering. And that's when they were storing it outside. It was a total nightmare. So the way that the queue worked is they would only let a certain amount of people in because they didn't have that inventory to give. And so I remember in the beginning, I think they were doing like 25 to 50 people a day, which seems like a lot of people. But they got to the point where I think where they were doing like over 100 people a day. And they were going to these um, Inspire meetings and they'd be like, who in here has, is in the queue? And, you know, hands would kind of shoot up all over the room and they're like, you're all getting onboarded right now. And everybody went, woo! And they went on board like 80 people. What's an Inspire meeting? So the Inspire meetings were basically recruitment meetings. Uh, they toured the entire country. They were free at the time. I think now they cost $25 to go. Um, but they were free and they would tour around the country and they would hit up major cities. And you were tasked, if you were in LuLaRoe, to bring people that had maybe been interested in the opportunity or had asked you and you were like, let me just get you to come with me to this meeting so you can see the culture of this company and how much fun we have and how wonderful it is. And all of the home office would be there so you can meet Deanne and you can meet Mark and you can meet Jordan and you can meet Justin and you can meet Amelia and you can meet everybody. And, you know, those people were celebrities in the Lula world. Oh, yeah. Be like, you know, going to Comic-Con and meeting your favorite comic book author, authors or going to a movie premiere and getting to see Tom Cruise. Like we're talking about cult, so let's go there. You get to see Tom Cruise. Like it was that sort of thing. It's like these people were larger than life. And you just, they, they really reiterated that. Like, like Deanne could have done this and sold it in Costco, but she's doing this for us. She's amazing. You have to meet her so you can see how amazing she is. And I would always be like, okay, you know, all right. Um, and you get swept up into it because then you become part of the celebrity because you, these people that want to join your team are like, oh my gosh, I've been watching you on your lives and you're just so fun. And they just want to be on your team. And I just can't wait to meet you. And I'm going to travel all the way from so-and-so to come to conventions because I really want to meet you. I'm like, me? And it, it gives you this weird 
like false sense of celebrity and false sense of importance where you're like fancy so you see these top people in LuLaRoe and they're being super bratty I mean that's just a product of MLM like those women maybe they were like that before I don't know but it gives you this weird so like this false sense of celebrity and it's like worshiping false idols it's it's again it's the cult thing it's like oh my gosh I need to meet you oh my gosh I have to be there so these people would come to these inspire meetings and these inspire meetings were You'd walk in and there's, you know, I, I, as being a leader, and if the Inspire Meeting came to a town that I was close to, I was asked to go early. I would set up pencils and papers. There'd be like, I don't know, 20 of us there in the morning, setting up all the pencils and the papers, the how to cruise qualified paper, the how to join LuLaRoe paper, the paper that's like the stories of the really successful people so that you can feel connected to them in some way like I was on food stamps and she was on food stamps and this is gonna work for me like that sort of real like heartstrings tugging stories on these pamphlets that you could see and a pencil or a pen or whatever and so you'd set it all up and you'd walk into this room and there's this DJ booth and the music's ooh, 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 pumping and like crazy and you're walking in and oh my gosh there's the girl that I watch on uh, Periscope, she's standing right there, and oh my gosh, that's the girl I follow on Instagram, she's standing right there, and oh my gosh, I have to meet them and get a photo with them, this is incredible, this is amazing, I have to be a part of this, this has to be my life, and it was like a party, I love to compare this, and I've compared it several times, I don't know if it's ever made it into a podcast or whatever, but I like to compare LuLaRoe parties, meetings, whatever, to the movie Trolls, if you've ever seen the movie Trolls, the trolls love to throw parties and it's like more glitter. And that's literally what a LuLaRoe party was. It was lots of lights, lots of music, lots of dancing, lots of hype, lots of clapping and playing and singing and screaming and more glitter. And it just, it was just so over the top that you just wanted it to be your life every single day. And you just be like, I cannot believe this is my life. And that, that's the indoctrination of LuLaRoe is going, this is a party every day. Like I have to be a part of this party every day. My life will never be complete and fulfilled if I'm not a part of this party every single day. These people understand me. These people get me. These people want me to be in their ranks. That's, that's what it is. And so these Inspire Tours, they go around a few times a year and they do these parties constantly. Uh, I remember the last one I went to in San Diego, they actually flew their private jet in for the day, came in the morning, did their, you know, build bells and whistles, big hullabaloo of a show. And then at the lunch break, they hopped in their jet and flew to L.A. to do the second half of the same tour that was happening on the same day in L.A., an hour by flight away. Because I remember going, like, where did Deanne go? They're like, oh, she went to the other Inspire. There's one today in L.A. I was like, she left already? What? That's great. That's crazy. That's how it was at the end. At the beginning, it wasn't like that. Dion would be walking around. I remember walking up to her and talking to her and meeting her and, and her telling me, oh, you're my Spitfire, you're my firecracker, you, you're going to do great in this company, you already have a team, and blah. And I remember telling her things like, the next time I see you, I'm going to have my watch. The next time I see you, I'm going to have a team. The next time I see you, I'm going to be a trainer. And her being like, you're amazing, I know you can do it. And like getting that support where I feel like a lot of times in life, your family or your friends are more realistic 
And so they still support you and they still love you, but they're like, hey, you might not be president of the United States next year. Like, we should probably work with maybe just getting you into local government first. Whereas if you go to LuLaRoe, they're like, you'll definitely be the president. And you're like, yes, finally, people who understand what I really care about want. Um, I mean, that's kind of a horrible example, but you know what I mean? Like, you're like, I want to be at the top. And they're like, you can do it with hard work. And I'm like, it's a lot more than just hard work. Uh, it's a lot of sacrifice, a lot of sacrifice. And the really funny thing is what they tout as being so amazing about being MLM, when you're at the top, those are the things you're sacrificing. Join MLM, you'll have more time with your family. Great. Be on the top of MLM, kiss your family goodbye. We need you at home office. We'll ne you'll never see your family again. Uh, so all the things that I really wanted, once I got deeper enough and high enough in LuLaRoe, those things, it was the same problems again. It was me never seeing my family, me never being there for my daughter's um, stuff at school. I, I wasn't able to be in her classroom. I wasn't able to be on the PTA. I was too busy doing LuLaRoe stuff. I would have sales all night, drop her off in the morning, go home to ship it all. I never had time. And, uh, you know, I just, I feel like everything that they say is true, but only for this much of an instance. Because once you actually get in, you lose yourself very, very quickly inside, uh, inside the institution of MLM if being on the top is what you want, if being successful is what you want. I really feel like everybody joins to be successful. So, I mean, I don't think anybody's joining to be like, I'll probably fail in three months, but let's give it the old college try anyway. You know, everybody's like, I'm going to be on the top. That's what I'm going to be. I'm going to get everybody. Everybody I know is going to love this. Everybody I know is going to believe in me. Um, the problem is the people in MLM don't let you know that there's a massive stigma outside of MLM where people are like, I don't want your pyramid scheme. I don't want your pyramid scheme crap, you know? And I, I experienced that too, where people are like, I don't understand why you're selling leggings. I don't understand why you have so many. I don't understand why you're doing this. Like, and you know, I just remember not knowing what to say to those people and, and being like, they're being really mean and negative. And, and, I think honestly, outside of MLM, I wouldn't have thought that they were being mean and negative, but I felt everything they're saying as personal, like that's a personal attack. And I'm not the kind of person that like confrontation. So I'm just like, I don't know what to say. And you ask your upline and you know, they go, um, well, you should definitely delete that person. Like that person is toxic. That person is negative. That person needs to be out of your life. And so, so they really do the us versus them. Very much so. Very much so us versus them. It's very culty in that aspect. Um, I never felt being in LuLaRoe that I was in a cult until um, I was watching the Leah Remini show, who I love, by the way. Leah Remini is my spirit animal. I love her. Um, I have a friend who was in Scientology, and so she escaped and wrote a book and, and, and is living an amazingly wonderful life with children and a husband and a, and a home and everything that is the complete opposite of Scientology. And she's incredibly happy. And I read her book and I felt the pain that she had when she was in Scientology. And, I'm, and so I, I have this close connection with Scientology where I'm obsessed with it and I wanna know everything about it because to me it's fascinating. And I've always sort of been fascinated by it. And so I was sitting there on the couch with my husband and they were doing, um, they were doing a show, this is back in 2007. They were doing a show of Scientology, let's talk to them. And I'm sitting there and they're talking about the cult and how they get you in and everything. 
and I just start crying. And my husband looks over and he's like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm in a cold. And I just started crying. And he's like, what? And I was like, me and Rosa cold. And he's like, what? And I'm like, everything they were saying on that show, I had experienced. Everything. The disconnection of family members who don't believe. The um, getting punished for speaking out. Getting yelled at for not doing what you're supposed to be doing. I mean, I was just like, oh my God, I'm in a cult. And like, I really, really, once I, once I woke up and I was like, oh my God, I'm in a cult. Everything from that point on was very obvious. It was very obvious. Once, once I, once that bubble popped around me and, and those glasses, those rose colored glasses came off and I look up on stage and I'm like, the emperor has no clothes on. Like that was me. And I was like, oh my God, you guys, we're in a cult. We have to fix this. We have to get out of this cult. And I did not get the response I was hoping from, <laughs> from the people that I cared about. And they're like, uh, we're not in a cult. This is my business. Don't talk about my business like that. And I'm just like, whoa, okay, they're still in the cult. All oh, right. And you know, when you're in a cult and you're leaving, like you don't know what to do. And it was so heartbreaking. And I talk about that in the Vice documentary about how all of a sudden people are just unfriending me for no reason. And I was like, what is happening? Like, you liked me yesterday yesterday and today I'm chopped liver like I don't understand because that's not the way I was raised and the funny thing is is a lot of these people tout themselves as Christians and Mormons and God-loving people yes and I was never raised in the church ever I mean I would go to mass sometimes because I was like I want to go see what a Christmas mass looks like or my friend would be like oh do you want to spend the night on Saturday and go to church with us tomorrow and I'd be like sure I find religion fascinating I've gone to um uh events at Catholic churches. I've gone to Christian churches. I've gone to Presbyterian churches. I've gone to Mormon wards. I'm not allowed in the temple, but I've been to the Mormon wards and I do a lot of events uh, at, the, at the wards here in my town. Even like I'm really good friends with a lot of people that are religious. I'm just not. I even go to um, cool events at the Jewish temples. Like I just think it's really cool. I like to take my kids to these things. Um, I think understanding religion is really important whether or not you believe it. And once you start to experience all these different religions, the funny thing is, is you're like, oh my gosh, they're pretty much all the same. They pretty much all believe in the same thing. They just give it different names. And so for me, my whole life and my religion and my spirituality and my relationship with God is what I see in nature. And what I, when I see my children grow up or, or look at Romanesco broccoli and I'm like, there's a higher power. Like, it's that kind of stuff. I'm like, Fibonacci sequence, this is bigger than us that's that's my religion so i've never been like you're going to hell because of this and it was just the weirdest thing because i for me to say hey i thought we were friends and they were like we do not believe the same things and i'm just like whoa, whoa, whoa. i'm a good person i don't need religion or a big huge church to tell me to be a good person i just know it in my heart to be a nice and kind person that's just how i was raised and so the experience that i had leaving mlm was exactly the opposite of what I would expect religious people to do. Like, I was like, oh, I thought you guys were loving. I thought you guys were understanding. You seem really bitchy in, instead, actually. And it was a big turnoff. And I thought, what the heck? And then, so what happened was I left LuLaRoe. And all these, we'll go back to that. But I left LuLaRoe and I was in a very vulnerable state. 
And I reached out to someone who was a very, I'm not going to name names because I don't want to start drama, but someone who had left LuLaRoe and was very outspoken. And I went to that person and I said, hey, I see what you're doing. I like what you're doing. I want to help you out. Like, I'm into this. I want to start talking about the, atro the atrocities of MLMs and LuLaRoe and everything. And they were like, yeah, I guess, sure, no problem. But you know what you should do first? You should join this MLM with me. And I'm like, I don't know, because I thought we were over that. And it was like, no, 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 what you should do is I really need your brilliant attitude and your and your team. Like, you need to bring your team. Everyone that's leaving the road, you need to bring them all over here. And they hounded me every day. Every, let me just send you this kit. So it's making me think unique. Did you join unique? No, it was Modair. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. But was that 2017? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was real popular then. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even know what it was. Okay. So let's I didn't pick no up. Idea. I didn't sell one thing. I literally just, yeah. Well, let's start from the beginning of that. So, okay. All right. So, so when I left LuLaRoe, um, I started looking, you know, I, I joined Defective when Defective was still around and I started reading blogs and I started reading people's accounts of things. And there was one girl who was really outspoken. And so I reached out to her and I said, Hey, I really like what you're doing. Um, I would like to also be a part of the anti-MLM thing and the anti-LuLaRoe thing. Um, you know, I want to speak out about this kind of stuff too. And she was like, yeah, we need more voices like that. That's so great. And she's like, but and she's like, what are you doing now? And I said, well, I'm going to go back to the salon and I don't really know what, you know, my husband makes beer. I think I might help him with that. And she's like, you should join this new MLM I'm with. It's way better than this. And I'm working very closely with the people at the top to make sure that it's not, you know, the way that LuLaRoe was and that it's really great and their products are amazing. And I was like, uh, I don't know about that. And she's like, let me send you this kit. It's $40. I thought I was just giving her $40 to get the kit. Apparently I was signing up. Um, and I, I was just like, whatever, just give me the $40 kit. So I spent $40 to join this company called Modare. Uh, and she sent me this huge kit of stuff. And it had like this nasty lemon stuff uh, and some like collagen drink and like uh, protein powder, just, just the same shit different day. And um I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. I'm like, no thanks. Then I got a card in the mail, like, congratulations, welcome to Modair. And I was like, whoa, did I sign up for this? I'm good. Like, I, then I had to go in and take my credit card information out and was just like, what? She added me to this group. I just, it was PTSD all over again. It was like, oh my God. It was like, your guys is the first couple, the sales are amazing this month, you guys. And then like the next one was like, how dare you not sell so much? And I was like, whoa, 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 I'm done. Um, and I was just like, I can't do this. Let me ask you this. When you first joined LuLaRoe, I mean, I'm, I'm always interested about the training because I, I have, it grinds my gears because my profession is an instructional designer, meaning I'm professionally trained in how to design training and all of that stuff. Right. So I see the things that they're doing. I'm like, this is crap and this is crap. And this well, there's is, no training. This is crap. There's, there's nothing. No, there's no yeah. training. No, there's no training. At the Inspire Tours, they say they give you training. Um, <clears throat> there's no training. It's the same kind of training you're going to get from any MLM person that's, let me show you how to get leads. Um, it's all crap. It's all crap. There was no training. I mean, what are you going to do? 
the training is wear it, make sure you're wearing it. People don't buy it if you're not wearing it. You know, talk about what you love about it. Um, pair outfits together that are really cute. I was good at that. I was really good at pairing outfits together and making cute little flat lays. Uh, I sold a lot of my outfits that way. But again, like I was a blogger before I did LuLaRoe, so I know how to set up a photo. I know how to put props in it. I know how to fold things away to make it look cute. Um, and you know, I, that was fun. That was not, but I didn't learn flat lay training from LuLaRoe. I did it and then my team was like, how did you do that? And then I taught them how to do it. So I remember joining LuLaRoe and my, my mentor, at the time she was just a coach, now she's a mentor. What's the difference between a coach and a mentor? Because I don't know LuLaRoe okay. rank so language. Well, there's four, there's five ranks. I mean, I, there's really only three, but there's five. So you're in the queue, that's the first rank. Like you're joining and you're a, real, you're a retailer. That's, that's, everybody is a retailer. Then you can be a sponsor. A sponsor means you have at least one person on your team and you've sponsored someone. That's a sponsor. A trainer has 10 people underneath them, whether they're directly underneath them or they're underneath that line as well. You have to have 10 people. Okay. That's a trainer. Then a coach has three trainers on different lines. So it can't be like a trainer with two trainers. It has to be three separate teams with a trainer. And then a, a mentor is the top rank and that's three coaches on three separate lines and three trainers on three separate lines. So you have okay. to have like six, it's very pyramidy. But, but this language, because I've, I, I've done a video on the language and I, I did one um, on health and wellness language and I recently did another one and now I'm my brain fart of what I focused on, but it, it had to do, oh, neuro-linguistic programming. That's what I did it on. But anyway, the, the various words that are used, because when you hear mentor, coach, trainer, things come to your mind, right? Right. right. And you, you, and I think that's very yeah. intentional of like what they're choosing to call people because you, you really don't have anything to support that other than you've got a title. Right. Yeah. I'm a trainer. Uh, they didn't train me to be a trainer. They have webinars called train the trainers. <coughs> and, um, they're basically, in fact, I was on a train the trainer webinar as a trainer. I was a trainer training other trainers. Um, okay, and, no, I, I've got to interrupt this because hearing that they're using train the trainer that goes back into instructional design language for me, because when you design yeah. training, if I designed a um, face-to-face training and you're going to teach it, I'm going to train you how to teach everything, all the instruction I've just written. And so they have basically hijacked that. To yeah. use that. But my wow. training was a 20 minute phone call with Jordan and the other two girls that I was doing the training with uh, 20 minutes before we went live. Who's and Jordan? It was Jordan is uh, Deanne's son. He's one mm -hmm. of the guys. He runs the train the trainers uh, webinars. They're on like Tuesdays or Thursdays or I don't remember. Um, and so he would come on and he's like, this is what we're going to talk about today. And I remember the one we did was something they called a 72 hour game plan, which is bullshit. And, <clears throat> and he's like, we're going to do the 72 hour game plan. And all three of us were like, neither, none of us use that. And he's like, yeah, I know nobody really uses it, but you have to talk about it. And I'm like, why? And he's like, because that's what we're doing the training on. 
And I was like, but I don't use the 72 hour game plan. Like, shouldn't you have picked someone that uses it to train? And he's like, well, you guys know how it works. And he said, yeah, but I don't think it works. And he's like, well, just, just tell people how it works, basically. And I just remember sitting there going, but none of us use this. Why can't we do a training on something that all of us are good at? And so okay, to so me, that was ridiculous. So it's the 72 hour plan thing that he talked about. Is this something that's within LuLaRoe that they have yeah. like documents? That, okay. So they're yeah. wanting you to support their idea right. of what just to reiterate need to. their training that doesn't work. Wow. And it's basically, I think you set a timer for like 10 minutes. And you write down all the names you can think of. Oh my gosh. And then within the next 72 hours, you're supposed to message all these people, set up parties, set up online parties, set up in-home parties. It's, it's cold calling. It's literally yeah. 72 hours of cold calling. And I don't do that. I just, I don't do that in my business currently. I think that that, that doesn't work. I don't just randomly call people and be like, hey, do you need a haircut? No, okay. <laughs> hey, do you need a haircut? No. Okay. Hey, you need, oh, you do? Okay. I can see you tomorrow. Great. Awesome. Like that doesn't happen. That's not the way this works. People come to me and say, Hey, I need a haircut. And then I say, I can see you tomorrow at four. Like that's how that happens. Um, and so for me, I was like, this doesn't work. Nobody uses this plan and it seems silly. And I remember talking about it very briefly and then moving on to something that I actually felt, <clears throat> excuse me, that I actually felt that I could give someone some training on. Uh, I just, I thought it was bullshit. It just, it didn't, it was stupid. Like it's just banal minutia. It doesn't mean anything. And these people just sit there and, and then I got a ton of messages from people like, I just watched you on the train of trainers. Oh my gosh. And it was just, it was so surreal. I'm like, I am not a celebrity. Please don't treat me as such. I'm not famous. I don't want to be famous. This is not what I want to be famous for. Please don't treat me like this false idol. I don't like it. It was very strange. I didn't like the praise I was getting for just being on a webinar. It was very strange. But I think a lot of people like that. A lot of people really want that recognition and really want that. I was on tra the training webinar. I was, I was on stage at convention. People cared about what I had to say because I'm important. I just, that's not, I, I joined LuLaRoe, I mean, to be honest, I joined LuLaRoe to make money. And I made money, and it was really good for a while. And then when it started to tank, we were not sustaining, and we had bills to pay. And I quit LuLaRoe, and I still had bills to pay. And, you know, it is what it is now. I've got a garage full of stuff that's paid for. If anybody wants any, you can come get it for a dollar. A dollar a piece. Just take it. Even if you just need kindling for your winter fires, come take it. I don't need it anymore. Wow. So, okay. How much money did you spend overall with like buying LuLaRoe crap? I, I have no idea. Um, <clears throat> a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, but you have to remember that at the time, <clears throat> I wasn't just buying it because I had nothing better to do. I was selling that much. Yeah. So I would sell, I would buy, they were telling us, you know, buy two to three boxes a week to keep it up. And I was having sales constantly and people were coming to my house and they were spending three, $400. I'm on all these leggings. I'm getting these leggings for this. And, and I'd be like, well, I'm out of shirts again, better order again. I was selling almost everything that I was buying in the very beginning. 
it wasn't until the end when I started to see what was happening and everything was unraveling that I saw. And that's when I started to lose money because everything I had purchased was now not selling. And then I probably have about $5,000 worth of inventory in my garage right now. But with my bonus checks, like I came out on top. But if it hadn't been for bonus checks, I would have lost everything. Like I, like I just, I would have lost so much money. How did bonus checks work? Well, at the time I was getting bonus checks, we were in a legal pyramid scheme. We were. I mean, if you look at what we were doing, the way that the bonus checks were coming in was 100% illegal. It was. I didn't know that. I was told that it wasn't illegal. I was told the I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know either. And I have everything shut down too. It says I have internet. I don't know. Am I okay, okay now? Yeah, you're okay now. Cut. Those, those, those. cut, cut, cut. Yeah, I'll, I'll cut um, that shit out. Edit <laughs> that out. Um, <clears throat> when I joined our bonus checks were determined by how much we purchased, which is the number one telltale sign of a pyramid scheme, which I didn't know because I was not anti-MLM back then and I had not done my research and I had not figured out that what we were doing was illegal. But it was. It absolutely was. Um, you would get a bonus based on how much you purchased because in LuLaRoe's eyes, if you're purchasing a bunch, you must be selling a bunch. But there was never any way to tell what was actually being sold through and what was being discounted and what was real and what was not. There was no way. They had no way of knowing that. They, they just didn't keep track of that stuff. There was no way to know what you got, if it was from last year or this year. It, it just, it's a total nightmare. In, wow. in terms of inventory control, it's a total nightmare. Uh, these women are not professional business owners. They've not had business training. I'm sure some of them have. Um, but they have not had business training. They don't know how to run a storefront. They don't understand inventory. They don't understand overhead. They don't understand taxes. They don't understand anything. And you're talking you about the retailers. Information. What was that? You're talking about the retailers not the understanding retailers. all of that. Yes. Okay. The retailers, there are, I'm sure, a few that know. But for the most of us, we didn't know. We said, well, how do, I do this? how do I save for taxes? They go, oh, just save like 30%. I was like, well, how do I figure out what 30% is? Like just 30%. Like if you make a hundred, just put $30. And I was like, but I didn't make a hundred because I had to purchase fee. So do I only just put 15 away then? It's like, what do I do? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. <clears throat> and then they would always be like, oh, well, it's not really that because you're going to have a bunch of deductions. And I'm like, but like, what, what is deduction? and what isn't like you guys gotta help me I don't know what I'm doing because I didn't go to business school and I don't know how to run a business and this isn't really my own business this is your business and I'm just a rep like I don't understand how this works and everybody was always like I don't know just say 30 percent like I feel like that's wrong <laughs> and it was it was very wrong all of it's wrong that's the other thing with MLM is you get a false sense of understanding what you're doing and what you're talking about because you paid $99 and now you're an expert in some field and you're not. 
I have a huge problem with the shampoo MLM that starts with an M that we're not allowed to say the name of because they'll send you cease and desist letters. So I don't even worry about those people. But those people the one that are not the trained M? hairstylists. Yeah. I'm a hairstylist. I've been a hairstylist. I went to beauty school in 2001. So here we are coming up on 20 years here, coming up on. And I, I, it, it's the bane of my existence. One of my clients tried it. Her hair was breaking off like crazy. We had to do a big, huge reconstruction, uh, a chelate, take all of those hard minerals out of her hair. It took two hours, gave her this massive conditioning treatment with Olaplex, fixed her up with Malibu, everything, did the whole shebang. Um, and she texted me like four hours later. She goes, oh my God, my hair feels amazing. And I was like, yeah, throw that crap away. Don't use it. She was like, I was hoping I was going to be the one that had the success story. And unfortunately, I was the one with the horror story. And she was like, I didn't want to tell you because I thought you were going to be mad at me. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's the thing with me. Like, I'm anti-MLM, but I'm not, like, anti-human. People make mistakes. People think, you know what? All my friends have great results. Like, maybe I'll have great results, too. And that's just not always the case. Sometimes it is. I've seen a may, but I tried that shampoo. I tried that shampoo when I was in LuLaRoe and I didn't like it. It made my hair feel gross. And I was like, this doesn't work for me. I knew within one use that that shampoo was not going to work for me. And I stopped using it. But these other people, they go, they use the shampoo and they, they go to the person they sold it, that sold it to them. And they're like, something's wrong. And that person who is not a professional cosmetologist, and if you are, shame on you that you are telling people, oh, that's just your hair's detoxing process because the shampoo you use has glued your hair onto your other hair for so long that all that breakage is just your old, really damaged hair detoxing from your now healthy hair. I'm like, on what planet does that make any sense at all? None. I've used professional hair care products for the last 25 years of my life. And I've never felt that I had crummy hair or that I needed to spend a ton of money. I'm not sure if these people are using Suave and then they're going to the M shampoo and going, oh my God, it's such a change. <laughs> I don't feel like these people are using Pureology or Alterna or Olaplex and going to this company and going, it's so much better. I feel like if you're already using really good professional, high-end, really good products, you're going to try that shampoo and go, this is crap. Like, this is just, this is not good. Like, this is not work for me. Didn't work for me, didn't work for my friend, didn't work for my other friend, didn't work for this girl's other friend. I've seen horror stories. We had to cut off like four inches of her hair because it was just so. Oh my God. She had a hole. I go to look at her hair and I'm like, what happened here? And there's a hole like this. There's just no hair. Just like all this hair is just gone. And I said, what happened? She's like, I don't know. The only thing I changed was my shampoo. And I'm like, time out. We gotta, we gotta get this out of your hair. It's a nightmare. It's just, wow. there's no professional training behind these companies. There isn't. There's no professional hair training. There's no professional skin training. The people that sell Rodan and Fields and what's another skincare one? I don't even know, Arbonne or Unique. These people are not professional makeup artists. They do not hold licenses in any sort of uh, professional field. They are not 
they do not have years of esthetician training. They don't have their licensing. They don't have their certificates. They don't know what they're doing. They think they can buy a $99 kit and be an instant expert because they went to a train the trainers webinar and they're like, <laughs> I should have applied like this. And they're like, I'm a makeup artist. Like you're not, <laughs> just not. Well, you um, know, all of that is just because it goes back to me, like, that's what I hate for me. But the products of MLM overall are inferior products and they're jacking up the prices because you have to, in order to pay out, you know, if whatever like, they're paying out. Exactly. Exactly. They're subpar products, some of which I think have better counterparts at CVS, uh, subpar products that are being sold at a premium to make them appear as if they're fancier than they are. Yeah. And the reason that that high product price is because there's so many bonuses and car bonuses and bonus checks and trips and everything to pay for. The company's not taking you on a cruise. They're buying the cruise with the overages of the product that you're selling. It's all factored in. The only people that really make a ton of money in MLMs are the people that own the MLMs. The CEOs that you're not supporting when you buy from a small business. I'm like, 100% you're supporting. LuLaRoe owns a private jet to two million dollar cars like his daily drive is a mclaren i'm sorry like i wish i had that kind of money to have a daily driver sports car right. and I, I, i'm not a ceo of an mlm though <laughs> oh gosh yeah no i, I, I see the that. same thing with like the mega churches you know what i mean where you're like i thought you were a servant of god and here you are in this billion dollar mansion driving these million dollar cars. How are you a servant of God if you're living so lavishly? Like it just goes against everything that these people preach. And that's what's so concerning to me. Like it's just, it's just wealth, just wealth for the sake of wealth at the cost of the detriment of other people. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Roberta. We will be making another episode so we can dive into some other elements related to multi-level marketing. I also have a Patreon account. If you would like to support me as a content creator, there will be a link to that in the video description and a link to it in the podcast description. The tiers range from $1 to $10 a month and literally any amount helps. It will just help me create more content, better content, and you know, just kind of up my game, so to speak. If you would like to share your story or you know some different attributes about your experience with MLM, reach out to me through my social media accounts on Twitter and also on Instagram, or email me at therecoveringhuntbot at gmail.com. Thank you so much for your time. And as always, if we want there to be a change in the world, it's up to us to make that happen. 